We came into your presence, O oh God. You were already here in this place. You were already in this place, Father. And so we came into your presence, O oh God, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your greatness and goodness and mercy that you have extended and bestowed into our lives. Father, it is without you that we can do nothing today, Lord Jesus. Lord, let the fruit of our lips, O oh God, be giving praise unto your name. Let us praise you with our whole heart, with our whole mind, our whole strength. Father, have your way, O oh God, in this place. Have your way among us, O oh God, even yet as we go into this second service. Lord, we might think that we're on our schedule, but God, we want to be on your schedule, Lord. We want to follow your will and your plan and your purpose, O oh God, for this service today. Father, we love you and we honor you and we praise you right now. Oh, how great and how mighty our God is today. How great and how mighty he is in each one of our lives. How great and how wonderful and how mighty He is to us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, how great is our God. How great is His name. He's the greatest one. He's forever the same. When he rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, then he said, I want to lead you, so put your trust in me. Come on, church. How great is our God. Think about your own life. How great is his name. He's done more for you. He's the greatest one. Oh, yes, He is. And He's forever the same. When He rolls back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, then He said, I want to lead you. So put your trust in me. Oh, come on. Oh, how great is our God. How great is His name. He's the greatest one. And He's forever the same. And He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea. He can do anything in your life. Then he said, I want to lead. Just let him lead you. So put your trust in me. He'll never let you down. Oh, how great is our God. How great is his name. He's the greatest one. And he's forever the same. Oh, when he rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, and he said, I want to lead you one more time, so put your trust in me. Come on. Oh, how great are you, God. You're great in my life. Great is his name. 
He's the greatest one. Oh, yes, He is. He's forever the same. When He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, oh, then He said, I want to lead you. Don't put your trust in me. Do we trust Him today? Do we really trust Him today? Do we trust His will? Do we trust His way? Do we trust Him to lead us and to guide us and direct our every step, our every thought, our every word? Do we trust Him today? Father, we trust You today. We give You glory today. We give You honor today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's not forget our midwinter camp that coming up this Thursday and Friday in Eau Claire. Amen. If you need information on that, see myself or the pastor or the Parkers. We've all got an email that we can share with you that's got all the details of, of the times and locations and hotels and all that if you need that. Uh, so let's not forget to, if you can, if you can get up there for one service, amen, it'd be worth your while. Amen. Amen. Anything we do for the kingdom is going to be worth our while. Amen. Amen. God doesn't let people down. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it for Ruth and Naomi, he'll do it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow, no other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see, oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I plead, oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow, oh, no other fount I know. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow, oh, that may.
makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. And this is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Oh, no other fount I know. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No, no other fount I know. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's always been about the blood. From Adam and Eve, God had to kill an animal in order to make them skin, so there had to be bloodshed. Amen. When Israel had, when, when, when God gave them the, the tabernacle in the wilderness, what did they have to do? They had to bring blood to the high priest to be taken in. Amen. And when Israel was delivered out of Egypt, there had to be blood on the doorposts and the lentils. There has to be blood. And without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there is no remission of sins. Amen. And He, Jesus Christ, He came to this earth as God, not robed in flesh, He was manifesting. He was God in flesh so that He could die and shed His blood for our sakes today. And that blood's still there. It still works. It still performs miracles. It still changes lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad for the blood today? Amen. Aren't you glad for the blood today? Hallelujah. Don't we? Hallelujah. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be singing these songs. We wouldn't be giving praise and glory and honor to Him if it wasn't for the blood. Where would we be? As our pastor said, some of us wouldn't be here today if somebody hadn't, if God hadn't brought somebody down our pathway, if He hadn't manipulated those circumstances and situations to bring us to this place. But yet still, He could have brought you to that situation, but you still had a decision to make. Am I going to apply the blood to my life or not? Amen. I'm so thankful He let it, He gave me the opportunity and the choice. I'm so glad that I made the right choice. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let there be glory and honor and praises. Glory and honor to Jesus. 
Glory and honor to Him. Oh, let there be glory and honor to Jesus. Glory and honor to Jesus. Glory. students and it takes 
$200 to sponsor one Bible student for the year. And what you, when, you, when we get up here and we talk about missionaries, we, can you think about one missionary trying to reach a whole country of millions of people? It's going to be very difficult. But if that one missionary starts a Bible school and, and takes that message to Bible school students, all those students are then able to take it to that country. And exponentially, it is going to grow. So my challenge to you this year, and you may do it any way you want, you can give it all at once. You can give it every month for the whole year. Um, it equals to about $15, $16 a month. This month, this year, I'm telling you to sponsor one foreign Bible school student um, for $200. want to take on maybe like 10 or 20, we, we consider a discount. We'll give it to you for 190. <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's right. Praise God. God is so good. If all the ladies could see Sister DeMuth after our service. Yes, not in the booth. <laughs> Although I'd like to see you guys try. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't let them do that. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 34 and verse 3. Psalms chapter 34 and verse 3 is our scripture text today. I am so thankful for the presence of God here. chapter 34 and verse 3 says this, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I like to preach on this topic with spiritual lens. With spiritual lens. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We're so thankful for you. Thank you for your presence in this place today. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would enable us to magnify your presence, to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords in our circumstances and situations, in our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus, to see you as you truly are, high and lifted up, that your train fills the temple, to give glory and honor unto the Lord our God. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. There is, in recent centuries, uh, I suppose relatively recent, uh, there has been an amazing, an amazing technological breakthrough, and that's with a device called the microscope. Microscope allows us to see things that are too small for the naked eye to see all on its own. <clears throat> there are a few kinds of uh, microscopes. The optical microscope, the first one, the easiest one, the cheapest one, the one I had when I was a kid, maybe some of you did too. Amen. It has a maximum magnification of around 1,500 uh, because of the limitations of the wavelength of light. You can 
put a bunch of lenses in there and get to a magnification of 100,000 if you wanted to, but the, it wouldn't make any difference. You wouldn't be able to see any more than you would with a 1,500 magnification. It goes all the way up to a scanning electron microscope. Rather than using light, it uses focused beams of electrons to scan the area, and you can get magnification of up to 3 million times. In fact, you can get magnification so great that you can actually see individual atoms. At least that's what they think they are. <coughs> it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. We use microscopes so we can zoom in on things, so we can see things that, weren't able, that we couldn't see before, to make things bigger, to magnify them. As you focus a microscope on something, some things begin to happen. The object obviously gets bigger. You can see more details in the object than you could before. The objects get more powerful in that, uh, for example, if you look at microscopic organisms, things you can't even see naturally, but when you get up close and zoom in really close to their face, they look like hideous monsters. I saw a picture one time of uh, uh, someone's eyelid, right where the eyelash is attached. And there's a bunch of these mites hanging on to the, the eyelash, eating dead flakes of skin that are coming off the eyelid. And for a few of you probably, there is a physical reaction going on right now because of what I just said. Maybe you had no idea that those were there, but they're there, folks. They're eating you. They're eating you every day. Isn't that awesome? And when you look at these things, they're grotesque. They're hideous. They're, they're monstrous. But you can't even see them without it. They're so small. They're so tiny. We can magnify anything in our lives. And we can get the same effect. To magnify, according to scripture, means to grow up, to become strong, be or become great, wealthy, important, to be or become great in size, scale, magnitude, or importance, to boast or to show off verbally. We can choose to magnify problems, and some do. The phrase, make a mountain out of a molehill comes to mind when we magnify our problems. When we do this, we give all the power to our problems and remove any chance of God being able to help us, because all of our faith now is transferred from God to this problem. We read in Matthew chapter 14, Sister Rudy mentioned this during her message, Peter going out onto the sea by the, the call of Jesus. Starting with verse 24, the account picks up and says this, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. When Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, some points I want to make here is that the wind and the waves were already boisterous when Peter posed the question. The storm was already raging. this, This isn't something that popped up out of nowhere halfway there. It was already full force when Peter stepped out onto the water. But see, he was focused on Jesus. All of his faith and confidence was in Jesus. Jesus was being magnified. He was the one with power and authority. Jesus stepped, or Peter stepped out confidently at the word of Jesus, who had all power and authority. At the word of the one who was magnified. But then, Peter shifted his focus. Peter shifted his attention not on Jesus, but on the wind and the waves. Jesus began to diminish as the storm began to be magnified in Peter's mind. The storm became more powerful and more frightening the bigger it got. Jesus became smaller and less powerful. He began to diminish to such an extent that Peter was no no longer able to walk on the water. He sunk. He magnified not Jesus, but the storm. The storm that had already been there. Nothing nothing had changed here except Peter's focus. That's the only thing that changed. And when we get in the middle of a situation, before we get into that situation, folks, we can be focused all on Jesus, lifting up the name of Jesus, magnifying Jesus. Our faith and confidence is in Him. But when things are starting to blow up, things are starting to fall apart, is that when we start shifting our focus? Or is that when we remain resolute and continue to magnify Jesus Christ? Is that when we continue to keep our focus and our attention on Jesus? I pray that it is. Because if we let our attention shift, if we let our, our, our worship slide, and that's really what this is, folks. We don't want to say it in so many words, but that's what it, that's what it ends up being. Our worship shifts from Jesus to something else. And that gets the power in our lives now. That gets the authority. That becomes magnified. We can choose to magnify ourselves. Job 19.5 says, If indeed you will magnify yourselves against me and plead against me my reproach. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture here. In every single one except one, you're going to find the phrase, magnify yourselves against me, or something similar to that effect. Every time we magnify ourselves, it's not for something. It's against something. Psalm 35, 26, Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Psalm 38, 16, For I said, Hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slippeth, they magnify themselves against me. Psalm 55, 12, It was not an enemy that reproached me, but that I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. 
Isaiah 10:15 says, Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? Or shall the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up. Or as if the staff should lift up itself as if it were no wood. It seems like a silly thing to us that a tool sitting on the table would start thinking anything of itself. Look at everything that I've built. Look at all that I've done. Look at how awesome I am. All the gifts and talents that I, I have. The things that I can do. We would think that ludicrous if tools could talk. No. It's the tradesman that has the talent. It's the tradesman that built all of these things. He just used the tool. Without the tradesman, the tool is useless. It sits there on a shelf and rusts. I got a few of those. They're just rusting. <coughs> but we do the exact same thing when we magnify ourselves. Who are we, folks? In and of ourselves, what are we? We're a vapor that's here today and gone tomorrow. It's the Lord that uses us, that deserves to be magnified, that deserves to be praised and worshipped, that deserves to receive glory for anything that's done in our lives. Jeremiah 48, 26 says, Make, him, make ye him drunken, for he magnified himself against the Lord. Moab also shall wallow in his vomit, as he also shall be in derision. Jumping down to verse 42, Moab shall be destroyed from being a people. Because he hath magnified himself against the Lord. Lamentations 1.9 doesn't say that phrase specifically. But it does say this. Her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembereth not her last end. Therefore she came down wonderfully. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction. For the enemy hath magnified himself. In this case, it's the enemy. We see in Scripture where God begins to magnify men. First Chronicles 29 and 25 says, The Lord magnified Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel and bestowed upon him such royal majesty as has not been on any king before him in Israel. When we magnify ourselves, it is in rebellion. It's, when it comes down to it, ridiculous. But when God begins to magnify someone, that's a good thing, folks. That is exactly how it needs to be done. Second Chronicles 1.1, Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. Second Chronicles 32.23, many brought gifts unto the Lord to Jerusalem and present presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was magnified in the sight of all nations from thenceforth. In Job 7.17, asks the question, What is man, that thou shouldest magnify him, and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him? When we have a proper attitude, a proper spirit, it's God's delight, it's God's desire to magnify you. 
to promote you, to prosper you. God will humble the proud in spirit, but he will exalt the lowly. Luke one fifty two says, He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. 1 Peter 5.5 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. It is not in us to exalt ourselves. It is not in us to promote or to magnify ourselves. It is in us to submit ourselves to the will of God. It is in us to submit ourselves to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will promote you in due season. Praise God. It is God's, God's purview to promote. It is God's purview to put down. And as the people of God, we submit. I don't need to promote myself. I don't need to promote my ministry. I don't need to promote anything except God. I need to promote his kingdom. I need to promote his word, his gospel. That's what I need to promote, folks. And whatever happens to me happens. It's irrelevant what happens to me. It's, it's really irrelevant if I get promoted, whatever that means or not. As long as I am fulfilling the plan of God for my life, as long as I am submitted to him and I'm doing his good pleasure, that's all that matters. If I love God and I desire to serve him and to please him with my life, that's all that should matter. That's all that should, should resonate with us. It's his pleasure, his desire. We see in Scripture one time where God magnifies himself. In Ezekiel 38, beginning with verse 18, it says this. And it shall come to pass at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. And the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall. And every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him. And overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. By God's judgments and by the demonstration of his power, he will be magnified in the eyes of many nations. God himself will magnify his own name. Philippians 2, 10 and 11 says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and in things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess at some point in history. Everyone. 
is going to finally acknowledge the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise God. And I cannot wait for that day. I cannot wait for the earth to know, for the earth to acknowledge and to recognize my God as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise God. Praise God. But in the meantime, folks, it is given to you and to me to magnify the Lord ourselves. To magnify the Lord our God. First Chronicles 17.24 says, Let it even be established that thy name may be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God of Israel, even a God to Israel. And let the house of David thy servant be established before thee. Psalm 34.3 that we read in our scripture text says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. 35 and 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 40 and 16 says, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. Psalm 69 and 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. We see throughout all these scriptures that we are magnifying the Lord. Can we make him any bigger than he already is? No, we cannot. He already encompasses heaven and earth. All of creation, the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. Nothing can contain our God. We cannot make him any bigger than he already is. But in our hearts and in our minds, the way we view God, we certainly can make him bigger. We can magnify him in every circumstance and in every situation. We can get our focus off of those stupid things that seem to rip our attention away from God and onto themselves. And we can keep them focused on Jesus Christ. And we can continue to magnify him and see him grow bigger and bigger in every circumstance and in every situation to the extent that nothing else is going to matter to the extent that when we do see this circumstance, it's irrelevant because Jesus is so big. Jesus is so mighty. He's so strong. This circumstance is irrelevant. It doesn't matter anymore. Psalm 69.30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 70 and 4 says, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. Malachi 1 5 says, Your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. Getting into the New Testament. Luke 1 and 46 says, Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Rejoice in God my Savior. That's right. She had reason to magnify God. In the midst of what looks on paper to be the end of Mary. It's going to be the end of her. She's going to be labeled a whore. She's going to be put away privily. And that's going to be it. She's done. But God. God had other plans. This was all orchestrated by him. And so Mary says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Acts 10.46 says, For they heard them speak with tongues. And what? Magnify God. That is, 
That is the natural response of a child of God. That is the natural response when the Lord comes, when we enter into the presence of God. That should be, na- that should be as, as easy and as natural as breathing. That we worship and that we magnify God. That we rejoice in the God of our salvation. Praise God. Acts 19.17 says, This was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Philippians 1.20 says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Let Christ be magnified. Let Christ be glorified. I am irrelevant. Jesus is everything. He must increase, and we must decrease. He is the one that should be magnified. Not my gifts and talents, not my speaking ability or lack thereof, intellect or lack thereof, or yours. Jesus is magnified. If we do anything, the glory is God. He's the one that's worthy. He's the one that's worthy. And it doesn't matter what happens to me in the meantime, whether by life or by death. What happens, happens. However, Jesus can be magnified. Let it be so unto us. However, Jesus can be glorified. Let it be so unto us. magnified, glorified. We want to see these things happen in our lives. But how badly? Again, it's easy to say these things when everything's good. It's easy to magnify God when things are perfect. Can we magnify God in the gulag? Can we magnify God in prison? Can we magnify God under the torturer's tool? the Holy Ghost living and dwelling inside of you. If you have the name of Jesus applied to you, you can. It's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I cannot and I will not make light of of my brothers and sisters in other countries who are already suffering horrendously for the name of Christ will not dishonor their what they're going through by making light or, 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 or flippant remarks about that. But no matter how awful it gets, we can magnify God. We can worship Him. We can give glory to Him, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of tests and trials. When all of this is gone, and if things continue the way they are, this building could be bulldozed. Who knows? We could be scattered to the seven winds. Who knows? But in it all, the Lord Jesus Christ receives glory. He receives honor. He he receives worship and praise. 
Because no matter what happens, all things work together for good. Everything will work together for good. That's a scripture that preaches well. Gets a lot of amens. But applying that in the middle of persecution, a little, a little harder, a little more difficult. But do what we must. Do what we will. Because Jesus is so good to us. He is so good to us. And whatever we're called to endure, whatever we're called to, to, to lose, or not lose, or not endure, Whatever we're called to, folks, he's worthy of worship. He's worthy of praise because he saved me. He saved my soul. He delivered me from the bondage of sin and death. He most certainly did. None of these things have authority in my life anymore. Jesus has authority in my life. The word of God has authority in my life now. And I live to serve him. I live to please him. Amen. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy to be magnified. Let's all stand. I tried to think of an appropriate song. I wanted to sing a song. Don't get used to it. But I really want to sing a song. All in Him is all that came to mind. So hymn 369, All in Him. That's what we're going to sing. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is He. The everlasting Father, the King eternally, the wonderful in wisdom, by whom all things were made, the fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. It's all in Him, it's all in Him, the fullness of the Godhead is all in Him, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Emmanuel, God with us, Jehovah, Lord of hosts, the omnipresent Spirit who fills the universe, the Advocate, the High Priest, the Lamb for sinners slain, the Author of redemption, O glory to His name. It's all in Him, it's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him, all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's all in Him. The Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. The living Word incarnate. The helpless sinner's friend, our wisdom and perfection, our righteousness and power. Yea, all we need in Jesus, we find this very hour. It's all in Him, it's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him, it's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Our God, for whom we've waited, will be the glad refrain of Israel recreated when Jesus comes again. Lo, He will come and save us, our right and priest to be. For in Him dwells all fullness, 
and Lord of all is he. It's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. It's all in him. All in him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. It's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. Amen. Let's magnify the King of Kings in this place. Let's magnify him in our circumstances and in our situations. Let's magnify him in our culture, our city, our county, our families. Let's magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify you. We exalt you. We worship you. You are our King, our Lord, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are to be magnified in this and in every place. We give glory and honor unto you, thou most high God. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy of worship, church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Make his praise glorious. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify you in our circumstances and situations. We magnify you in our families, in our homes. We magnify you at work. We magnify you in every circumstance. We magnify you in this church body. We magnify you in our city, our county. We magnify you in our state, our country. We magnify you in the world at large. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You are bigger than any, any circumstance I could endure, any any situation I, I'd face. You're bigger than all of it. You're more powerful than any of it. You have all authority. You have all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. My faith and my confidence is in you. My focus is upon you today. I'm looking on you, Lord Jesus. I see you high and lifted up. My attention is on you, the Lord my God. I see you, Lord Jesus. You are huge. You're so powerful. You're so mighty. You have all glory. You have all honor. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I see you, Lord Jesus. I am in your presence. I am overwhelmed with your goodness. I am overcome with your greatness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are so big. You are so mighty. You are so wonderful. You're so awesome. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing that is too difficult for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord Jesus Christ is huge. He's so much bigger than anything we could possibly face. He's so much bigger than anything we could ever endure. Any price or cost associated with serving the Lord Jesus Christ is nothing compared to what we receive in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
What an awesome God we serve. I encourage each of us, keep focused on Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed on Him. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our full attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the name of Jesus Christ be lifted up and magnified in this place. Let Him be lifted up and magnified in our lives, our families, our homes, the places we frequent, the decisions we make, how we spend our money, how we spend our time. Let Him be magnified. Let Him be worshipped and glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's so good to us. so thankful for your presence in this place and for the opportunity you've given us to receive of you. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name name, that you would put something in our hearts, something, uh, a fervency, a passion, a desire to worship you, to delight you, to please you in all that we do, say and think to do always, if possible, those things that please you. I would like very much to do always those things that please you. That everything would give you glory in my life. That you would receive glory. That you would receive worship and praise. That you would be magnified in my life, whether by life or by death. Hallelujah, Jesus. That you, that you would receive the preeminence. Bless bless the people of God. Bless us as we go our separate ways. Help us to go with you. Return here at the day appointed. Should you tarry. Help us to serve you and please you this week in all that we do, say, and think. These things that we ask, we ask in Jesus' name. Thank you for your kind attention. Uh, Tuesday prayer, 7 o'clock. Wednesday service, all Lord willing.